Hello everybody, welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Today we are talking about the Hungarian Grand Prix from, uh, how do you say, well, you've, you you went there, Jess, how do you say the place that you Budapest. were at? Oh, not, be- not Budapest, but there's like Hungarian words. Oh, the Mer... That one. Yeah. Yeah, thanks yeah, for that. Yeah, got um, that. Yeah. I'm Matt. I'm Tommy. <laughs> I'm Jess. And we are here to talk about a pretty decent race. You have to say it was a... Uh, Quite the uh, strategy fest, mm-hmm. Jess. As I mentioned, you were you were out there at Hungary. I H- was. How was it? It was really good, actually. It's a cracking Grand Prix. A cracker. Cracking Grand Prix. I know. I know. Everyone um, always worries that it's one not for overtaking, but it's Budapest is amazing. If you've not been to Budapest, and you, whether you go for the Grand Prix or not, go to Budapest because it's an amazing city, and the racetrack is actually. Um, it's decent. Like it's it's actually a really good place to be. It has a good vibe to it. I, did you get to go around a lot of it? We uh, so we did. I was main mainly in the paddock, so was, but um, we went out changed. into the fan zones. I know <laughs> we went out into the fan zones, and it's in the tracks in a basin, so it's got like a natural amphitheater vibe to it. Oh, so all okay. the grandstands are like above the the racetrack, so you That's can cool. see so much from most of the grandstands, um, which is really really cool and. The way I'd describe it is like a kind of it's got kind of spa vibes for me to it. Not 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 it, obviously spas at one off, but in terms of it's got that raw sense to it of there's not much there. Like the fan okay. zones are awesome, but it's not like it's not like a Abu Dhabi or a Kota. It's right. got more like that like kind of rough rustic. Well, they stick up a few stands and away you go. Yeah, so yeah. It's quite an old school track but now that people forget. Exactly, yeah. the longest running consecutive track after Monza and Monaco. Really? All right, stat man There you go, there's a stat for you. Because you're very tired, and yet you've just dropped that out of absolutely nowhere. I'm very proud of you, Tommy. Oh, thank you, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's got that, that, that raw vibe, and it's not over-commercialised exactly in the sense that. of yeah, like, all the stands and, and stuff. There's a lot of focus on the racing, I think. Nice. Um, yeah, and there were tons of Max fans and tons of Kubica fans, which was really nice as well because we did the pit lane walk on the Thursday and we were saying how it was really funny because there was no one outside Mercedes and everyone outside Williams. Amazing. Which is you, you just great. don't you just don't get anywhere yeah. else. So yeah. and because they'd obviously come off winning their point, that must have been quite nice. They must be the most passionate fans going and, and that's against the Dutch you know who are extremely passionate as well but you know considering Kubica is finishing last most of the time oh, yeah. I know he had that point in Germany but it's pretty cool to see um, that you know they look they see past the results and they're, yeah. and they're, and they're supporting yeah. Robert Kubica who has had a very tough time so yeah, exactly. um, it's nice to, to have him back of course uh, right let's talk about the Hungarian Grand Prix then uh, some three word race reviews for some fa- from some fans Lex Lucy tyres are dead Aria nine one seven underscore X Max it's James uh, Gadiji oh Gaddi Jimenez underscore five Mercedes Strategy Masterclass and finally Anonymous not anonymous Anonymous one one another boring race had seven hundred and ninety nine likes on our Instagram people are people are thinking <sighs> I'm the Hungarian so Grand Prix I'm not I'm not coming out and saying it was an absolute worldie it was not a banger it was not a Germany. But it was a good race. 
And I feel like people's expectations have kind of gone through the roof after Germany. And they're like, well, we have to have 78 pit stops every single race. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's boring. But I saw that. It I saw people saying, um, even when we tweeted, oh, it's a, that was a good race. I'd say it was a, a great race. Yeah, I'd say uh, it was a great so race. As much as saying it was a great race, but people were jumping on it straight away going, well, it's not as good as Hockenheim. It's like, didn't say oh, it was no. as good as Hockenheim. Oh, my goodness Just a me. great race. So that actually brings into my three-word race review, which was, it wasn't boring. Um, <laughs> because the race was really good. You know, you had... I think the beginning of it wasn't particularly exciting, obviously apart from the first couple of laps, but you know, you had Verstappen very much measuring or having the measure of, of Hamilton, although Hamilton did start to close in um, towards the end of the first stint. And, you know, you had uh, a bit of a battle there, but the strategy, the strategy element, which I think that some people seem to almost miss uh, in, in a lot of the races that we've mm-hmm. had this year. Um, and they, they can't seem to sort of tap into how interesting that actually is. Maybe that's a lack of understanding. I don't know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was kind of sat there like, well, Hamilton is right behind, you know, is he going to go? Is he going to pit? You know, there was a lot to, to kind of be had. And as soon as he pit at the end of the race, you know, it was game on. It was a cat and mouse kind of chase. And, and I really enjoyed it. And I didn't find, mu- I mean, to be fair, there was elements of it being boring, but when, what Formula One race are going to have 70 laps of side-by-side action? Yeah, what I really liked about it was the fact that, um, like you say, about the race being a strategic race, we've had four really good races in a row and they've, for me, they've all been very different. Yeah. Austria, you had a fight back for victory. Silverstone was all about the wheel-to-wheel racing. Germany was just wet weather chaos. Mm. And then Hungary, again, completely different. And it all just came down to strategy and time management. Yeah, I agreed. I think I, I agree with Matty in that maybe it is okay. I, I actually quite liked the Amazon data graphics because they oh, were really? they were talking well I did I didn't I didn't didn't like I did because I think they are new for for the kind of new era of F1 yeah. in, in that before it would just be whatever the commentators were telling you whereas this is kind of trying to visualize strategy which so I think is a step in the right direction mm. it wasn't perfect it's the wording it I think the it's word, the wording I, of is it yeah. strike zone? strike distance strike distance, distance. what does yeah. that mean it, it's, it's it very was American almost, yeah and, and then it said, I swear they got it wrong in one of them because it came up striking distance last lap. And then it came up again and said tri- striking distance 10 laps. And it was like, they it just, just changed changes. the wording mid-race. Yeah. And I was like, okay, which one is it? You know? Um, but you, I, do you remember when they said, uh, when they first put up the wording for the virtual safety car though? Because they worded yeah, it in a way that had to be like, uh, increase lap time. Yeah. Which, which is what they it. meant. Yeah. But it... it what they were meaning to say is that the cars have to slow down. Yeah, not luck. go faster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're right. I think wording has a big a big play into it, but it was still cool to try and show strategy visually yeah. rather than kind of not say anything about it or rely on the commentators. And I agree. I genuinely do like the attempt mm-hmm. to there was make. An oh yeah, it is, is an attempt, um, <laughs> albeit potentially not the, the perfect way. But it's nice to see that they're trying to. Because it is, it is quite, a, as we've mentioned a, a many times, it is very difficult to understand Formula One when you tune in. And those kind of things will help. Um, they, obviously, they had that thing before where, remember, we had about 20 mini sectors. That was another thing in qualifying where they were trying yeah. to yeah. almost I, every corner. I didn't like which, that Yeah, which overcomplicated things. Yeah. But I like the fact they're trying things. If it doesn't work, they get rid of it. And, yeah. They you know, actually that have that. So uh, we were sat in the media center and they do have that. Uh, the like mini sectors the, so the, the sectors broken stuff, down right. in mini sectors just but agreed I think it's that's too much information yeah. for you know uh, someone yeah. sat at home they have to be careful going 
too much into where you just know exactly what's going to happen. That was my initial thing that I personally didn't like where yeah. they predict the gaps because I, I don't really want to know that there's a 53% chance. I'd rather wait and have the excitement of going, is he, isn't he going to come well, that's out interesting. ahead? I, I disagree with that because mm. I think that it's actually good to have that sort of overview when you when you look when you're watching the race and you can't maybe you can't work out or you don't know how long it takes to be in the pit lane and then you have that graphic come up okay it's got 57 percent chance that's not telling me that they he is or he isn't going to get past no i meant i meant if they go to the point where it's they go too over the top with it and it's basically telling you everything that's going to happen yeah which i think think in qualifying they definitely did with that too much information they went back which is fair yeah which is great Uh, but i think they're on the right lines it just needs a bit of tweaking um so yeah back to the race uh we got a question from baldy mark zero five do you think max should have pitted the lap after hamilton and would he have got back past him if he had been behind now my opinion on this is that um, red bull were stuck no matter what they did they were in the lead they couldn't react to hamilton because he was behind yeah he was the quicker car and I think Christian Horner came over and said we would have lost the position to Hamilton. I think with a Red Bull 1.8 second pit stop, they might have been all right. And they, it would have been pretty touch and go because Hamilton was, I think, a, a second and a half quicker and was around a second. And, but then he had a, two, was it 2.4 second pit stop? 2.6, yeah. Was it, or was it, was the, which one was the four second pit stop? So oh, I feel his, like his I first that stop was, the sec- was a quite a slow pit stop. Was it the first stop? That his was first stop seconds? was quite a slow pit stop. Okay, yeah. Um, but they, the Mercedes guys dummied a couple of times, didn't they? Which was not allowed Which to do. Which you're not allowed, not allowed to, do. to do, but it would probably be a team fine. It, yeah. or <laughs> and they're like, well, what's that? We're gonna, we could potentially win the race. Yeah. So. And they kept throwing it out there. And um, I didn't see the two-stop coming personally. but uh, Because it, that's when they, when they started, the race, and they were talking to um, Pirelli on the uh, grid walk, and he was, they were talking about, oh, they reckon the medium's going to go for about like 25 to 30 laps and then the rest of it will be on hards i just i remember just sat there and going oh one stopper yeah this is going to be so dull and then as soon as they didn't and they went for a two stopper it was like whoa yeah hello people like, were quite critical of it weren't they when they first did it um a lot of people were saying well that was stupid it, it was quite interesting that hamilton was saying um they were they were both being quite pessimistic. Verstappen yeah. was on the radio saying, yeah. "I've lost this race now." Yeah. And he just yeah. me. We should they have were pitted. both, yeah. And Hamilton was doubting his own team that that was the right call to make. And I mean, I understand why people didn't think it was going to happen because he wasn't taking a huge amount of time out of him at the start. Yeah. Because the first stint, um, I thought Hamilton was going to do it easily because in the first stint, as soon as Hamilton pitted and something they didn't actually cut to. Um, very quickly until he was right on his gearbox but Hamilton took about a six second lead out of Verstappen in the middle of the race yeah yeah, yeah. when he came when he out. came out the pits he flew straight yeah. up behind him so as soon as he got on new tires I think the Mercedes was just the better car yeah because well because they were warning Max weren't <clears> they like he's going to start using the the best of his tires yeah. now so be prepared to fight and yeah he did and the thing is that people said that um you know why didn't Red Bull pit it's, it's all in hindsight and if they had done and Max had lost the position. Everyone would be like, "Why did you do be that? Like, Why on earth would he do that? Just stay you on had track." Had a twenty-second yeah, lead. Track position's key. You, track position is key. Mm. Um, and then they would have looked really stupid because you'd have gone, "Why have they just sacrificed a race win?" Because then Verstappen wouldn't have been able to get past Hamilton. I think Mercedes and Hamilton were spot on. Uh, I don't know how much Hamilton knew about this whole pushing Verstappen quite hard, but I feel like Mercedes were like. Okay, 
thought to themselves, okay, we can push and push and push Verstappen as hard as he possibly can, make him wear out the tyres that he's on, and then they can just pit fresh tyres and fly past. Either they have to cover him, which they couldn't do, or they have to stay out and they're a sitting duck. So uh, I think that's what they said in the uh, cool-down room uh, when James was chatting to Vettel, and Vettel, you you pitted twice. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, we pushed Verstappen really hard, and then we just pitted and and got him. And so clearly it was was in their thinking. It was all mind games as well. Because I remember, um, because Max... uh, the end of the first stint was coming on the the radio going my tyres are gone I've got no grip I need to pit and he kept going like I'm going to say it one more time guys I've got no grip and but then you heard Hamilton a little later on going oh my tyres are fine and I remember thinking are your tyres I mean to be fair he Tire management-wise, it looked like the Mercedes was a little better on and the degradation. Fact that were following as well, which yeah, usually they, they don't, they're, they're not able to do as well. Yeah, so. of course. So Hamilton changed his tune quite quickly after that, didn't he? That after he saying, that, yeah. yeah. But he, I'm sure, I'm sure that was a bit of mind gameplay, mm. which which Hamilton seems to be pretty savvy yeah, to. Yeah, I think that's what you're saying about um, maybe it's something people don't understand for racing because they see a Hockenheim where everyone's passing each other at every corner. I think that's what makes a great race. What made Hungary good was the unknown between Mm. the drivers, the teams. Uh, Because at first, it looked like Mercedes. If if they'd stayed with the one-stop, you would have said, well, Mercedes did an awful strategy because they didn't even attempt the undercut. And then they left Hamilton out. And that was realistically their only chance to win until they did the two-stop. Yeah. So it was always changing, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and it really was. Uh, Another question, uh, AJ Matty says, do you think DRS ruined a potentially good battle between Max and Lewis at the end? Max's tyres were dead, but they might have had to race for Lewis to get get by through turn one, two, three. Um, I I don't personally kind of see the point in this question purely because it's, it's talking about DRS as a whole. It's not as if, you know, DRS usually helps racing and it usually... It isn't as artificial as that. But at the, at the end of the day, that wasn't down to DRS as such. That was down to the fresh tyres and him being able to brake so much later as we saw. And he just swooped all the way around the <coughs> outside. And Verstappen had absolutely no grip. Uh, and it's not as if Lewis was sat behind him for five, ten laps, chilling out, you know, just sitting with DRS. It wasn't any of that. So He would have been I, a sitting duck anyway because yeah. his tyres were so screwed. Yeah. And it's one of those things, um, I think we had a little chat about earlier where you say, you know, DRS exists. Yeah. It, it's a thing. It's either uh, have know, all of if, it or none of it. Exactly. It, you can't just say, oh, we should turn DRS off now because this would make this battle so much mm. better. If we didn't have DRS, we might not have had, you know, the awesome Torosso battle where they were going side yep. by side through. Or Lando going times. around the outside of Magnussen exactly. and, and things so, like that where they were side by side. The car was able to break maybe that little bit later, although Magnussen, I think, was on pretty dead tyres himself. But yeah, I think DRS, you need DRS, especially in Hungary around, you know, it's only there in the next corner, isn't it? Which that second DRS zone is pretty pointless, to be honest. It doesn't really do much. But hey, I think DRS is all good. You, you in agreement, Jess? Yeah, yeah, I think I agree too. Cool. All right, Tommy, your race review, please. Well done, stewards. Why do you mean that? Talk uh, to me. So this isn't sarcastic, like some people might think, because we have definitely laid into the stewards a little bit on previous podcasts. Yeah. But um, people, if have listened to quite a few will remember me in the French Grand Prix where my review was let them race mm-hmm. and a lot of people were mixed on thinking I was either insane or yes I understand your point and I feel like the um, stewards have started to do that now that I don't think there was a single 
moment that was under investigation for the whole race and you had quite a lot of incidents quite a lot of side-by-side racing yeah um even was there just, none, even was just there none I don't think there was any investigations the entire race. I think you're right. I think yeah, because it, it was said no fur, no investigation needed. So like, I've listed no the further investigation. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. it was uh, so. If you go back to four races ago, I think all of these would have been investigated. So Hamilton hitting Bottas mm-hmm. at the start, like having that slight bit of contact. Yeah. Uh, I don't Leclerc think that would have hitting Bottas. That one was uh, Mag- that, that one was a cheeky move, That was yeah. Well, I've got a question for that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the the two Tarossos. I mean, four races ago, I reckon they would have made gone under investigation and said that uh, Kvyat had pushed Albon wide onto that curb and didn't leave him enough room. God, and it's just astonished. it's just so much better when they let them yeah. get on. With I think it they may have it. even looked at. Not that bit, but when Kvyat ran wide and he essentially went off the track when they yeah. were side by side and then gained the position. So just before turn four, he yeah. ran wide off of turn three, yeah. continued his run and took the, the position. So I just feel like they're making more sensible calls, letting them race. And it's something uh, that happened in Austria. You know, the Charles and Max battle was so good, but it definitely dampened it when you have an investigation Absolutely. straight after it. Yeah. And if that Torosso battle had happened and then there'd been an investigation, you, it wouldn't have seemed as special. Yeah. You'd have been like, oh, this does a bit of a shame. So let's uh, just uh, very briefly mentioned uh, this one particular instance. Asagi underscore Hazumi. So do you guys think Leclerc deserved a penalty for his collision with Bottas? No. Uh, I don't know. It was... Because when I saw it, I remember thinking, like, why? Yeah, Yeah. why has he cut back that aggressively? I mean, I tweeted saying I'm surprised that hasn't been... Looked at. At least looked at. Yeah, I think... think, I'm not sure why it wasn't looked at, at least. Mm. I mean, what it was, because they just said no further action. But, yeah, I just... But I'm kind of investigated because you just said that nothing was investigated, Tommy. It wasn't investigated, and there's a reason why they didn't investigate it. Well, they did investigate it, but there's a reason why he didn't get a penalty. Okay, so it was investigated. So there was something investigated. Uh, They didn't announce it was investigated. (laughs) The stewards looked at it and said no. Okay, so they didn't. They don't do the thing. What turns it into an investigation? It's it's weird because it's almost like they don't want to press the button that tells the TV graphics. By the way, this is under investigation. They just seem to decide it. So do they have a pre-investigation where they investigate and then they investigate, investigate? Like, how does it work? <laughs> Maybe investigation is just a way to say, okay, we're really looking yeah, into this you now. Might be in we trouble we couldn't make an immediate decision. Yeah. And maybe immediate decisions, they don't. And then they get the lottery wheel out for yeah. yes or no. <laughs> but the reason was... Even though it does very much look like, because I was in, I was the same. I was like, "What is Charles doing? He's yeah. just cut in front of him there. Um, he doesn't change his line at all. If you watch the um, top-down view, he's coming around the corner, and it is. I mean, to be fair, it's a weird line because why he'd take the inside of turn four, four the yeah. fast turn four, anyway, is an odd one. But he does just go straight, and he's just he doesn't turn the steering wheel. He's just constantly going over to. Um, towards Bottas and he's got such, such so much more overspeed that he's just going to go past Bottas right you'd argue that he should have been a bit more sensible because Bottas was never going to go up the inside of yeah, the turn yeah. four anyway it just needless contact but that was the reason that the stewards explained why he didn't get a penalty yeah I personally I've looked at it and I genuinely think he was very lucky to not get a penalty but hey especially because he caused he caused damage and yeah ruined his ruined race ruined Bottas's race Bottas got bullied at the start he did I mean very Bottas yeah. got bashed 
<laughs> yeah, he did. Continue. Um, yeah. He, he, was, he just wasn't confident at all on the brakes. We saw it throughout the race pretty much. He, would, he kept locking up into turn one, turn two. You, didn't, you saw that with a few drivers, but it seemed to be him that was constantly locking up the first few laps. And he just didn't seem particularly at one with the car, despite having a decent qualifying, although Hamilton had problem with his DRS going to the line, at least. Mm. Um, I don't know if he had it throughout the whole lap. But um, do, you, do you know that? Do you know uh, if he had a problem with no? But um, so. I know he had a, at least on the, on the run down to, to the to the finish line, so uh, probably would have uh, started P two. But I feel like Bottas, um, and it's something Dan wrote in one of our uh, articles on the website. Uh, while he wanted to be aggressive, there's very much part of him that's thinking, you know, my seat is under threat yeah. here. I crashed in the last race. I need to. I don't want to crash into Hamilton. The last thing I want to do is crash into Hamilton. And while he gave him... And it was close. He gave him space, probably too much space. Hamilton was always going to bully him off the track and win that fight. Mm. But there was definitely part of him where he didn't go as hardcore because... I mean, you say if that, he'd have he crashed, kept, he kept that would have been He kept his foot in through turn three. He left him clipped, too much room that kept, on the outside. Clipped Hamilton's left rear. He that left him been too a much room, though, for turn three. Oh, yeah, yeah. For turn three, yeah. But yeah. he was kind of out of position because he'd locked up and so then he was had he had less speed and Hamilton was already there. Both turn, turn one, one and, and two. two. Yeah, he looked very um out of control. Um under pressure. So yeah, there we go. Jess, your three word race review is kind of linking to that, but silly season pressure. I think now we're in the summer break, there were a few Boo, by the way. Boo, I know, boo yeah. to summer break. What do we do um, but there were a few drivers in particular that are obviously under more pressure than others. Who would and that be? Who would that be, Jess? Just <laughs> Who that? could well, that be? Maybe, the top of your head. maybe Mr. Valtteri Bottas, <gasps> one of them. And the other being, obviously, Pierre Gasly. Two drivers that we have spoken about. In every podcast. Bit. Yes, in terms of their performance yeah. and whether they uh, should be at the seat or in the seats that they are currently occupying. But, you know, as, as we get closer and closer to the, to the mid-season, which we're in now, where usually teams start announcing contracts and um, renewals or changes or anything, it's, this, this race is not an easy race to go into, I think, because it sets the tone. Like you've, you've, you've then got three weeks of nothing and silence and no way to kind of prove any more. Like, this is, this is the last moment for you to prove that you're meant to be in that race do you feel like um, they've put that's put more pressure on Bottas the fact that they've he would have had pressure on going into the summer break anyway yeah. but the fact that Toto Wolf has actively said we are going to be deciding between him and Ocon at the summer break do you think that's got into Bottas's mind in those last two races and gone I need to have two epic races here potentially I yeah. would imagine so, right? And then he's had two appalling races. Maybe it's, overthinking or... It's really weird yeah. because at the start of the season, he was performing really, really well. And when he was Bottas 2.0. And we were all kind of laughing and joking, oh, Ocon's going to be really sad. He, you know, yeah, he's watching yeah. Valtteri Bottas get pole, 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 win a few races somewhere in the championship fight. And now we're going, oh, Bottas might lose his seat again. It's, it's crazy how the tables can turn so, so quickly. And um, still think he's going to win the championship. <laughs> Just looking at me with judgmental eyes. Um, but yeah, I, I think, well, to be fair, in, in my predictions, I was watching my preseason prediction video that we did. Um, I, I did say that um, Ocon would get announced Monza. by, by uh, 
You yes, said Monza. Monza. By Monza. You said okay, Monza. Could happen. So yeah. we got. Imagine. Well, they've said that needs to be they've, they've said during during the break. So, but maybe if he has, I think. Monza. So this is an interesting one. So, as much as everybody knows my thoughts on on Bottas and who should be in that second Mercedes seat, um, I don't think they'll. Che- I think they'll renew his contract for another. Yeah, me too. So do I. He's a good. He's second a, fiddle well he's not because it, I think it was Christian Horner that, that um, raised, or no it was David Coulthard um, that raised a good point um, on the Channel 4 coverage which was when you're a number two driver sorry or when you are in, in a racing scenario if, you're, if your teammate is challenging for the win your job is there to be wingman which he has done before and got he, called <laughs> yeah but he he wasn't in this race and it was, it, you know, it... Because were, he's not been told that, that And neither was a, Gasly. So actually yeah. they, they were talking about the, those, those, two, those two drivers were not playing their number two position roles very well because they weren't in the mix. Um, so, I guess Bottas's wasn't his fault, though, really, in that race that he got well, sideswiped. I know, yes. I know he didn't have a particularly amazing... Yes, and, he had a poor start and any Yeah, wide. he had a poor start. Trying to get He Hamilton. made two, two lock-ups on the first, first lap got into two collisions and lost every wheel-to-wheel battle that he went into. At the very least, he'd lost the, the position to Charles. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he just got swallowed up because of the damage. And He didn't exactly make his way, carve his way through the field in what was arguably the best to. car. Yeah, yeah, but he took a long time to get past people like Ricardo, which with a huge advantage. But you have to kind of, yeah, I guess that advantage is obviously a lot less when you're in traffic and the car ahead also has DRS and things like that you know yeah, yeah. and the Mercedes we know isn't particularly good at following cars and that so. track is not conducive to no. uh, fight back so mm. I mean they're all that's the thing we, we again we've spoken about this before you need luck as much as you need to have talent and one of those instances maybe he could have got away with it but mm. because they all came at once and this, and right before the summer break, I mean, what a time for to have one of your worst races. Yeah, if he'd had it at the start of the season, even if you know we'd have got to that point where he was really far off Hamilton in the championship still, but then won these last two races, people would be like, "Oh, well, he deserves it." it, it you're almost as only as good as your last race sometimes in Formula One, and people remember that. But he put himself there. So. He did. Uh, he had a bad start. He got passed by Hamilton, then ran wide. Charles got passed, and you yes, know that, if he had a better start, then to be fair, Verstappen looked like he was under pressure to turn one, and it turned out that Bottas was the one losing all the positions. So yeah, um, I mean, like, like you were saying about Bottas being number two. I mean, if he he'd been told he was number two, then I'd I'd, I'd see it a little bit more. But yeah, mm. the fact that those two were racing let Verstappen get away at the start, and that's yeah. not what Mercedes need. Yeah. But then the argument is, if they go for Ocon, I think Ocon would challenge Hamilton more, and they don't want a they don't want an eco Rosberg situation. I feel but like. they also want they want to wrap up the constructors, which they will easily this year. Uh, well, yeah, I think well, as long as we don't get any more of these scenarios happening, which I think they've won the constructors though anyway. Surely, I mean, yeah. Ferrari need a one two in every, every race, race for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah, but they don't. They don't want it to take it any further than it has to, to go. You know, like they don't want to drag it out. They want to wrap it up as soon as possible because then that's job done. 
like everyone gets their bonus and they get all the money. So job done. Job job done. And and at this rate, it's not going to be that easy. I think you're right. You know, they've 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 got so many points in the bag. Gasly's nowhere to help Red Bull. Ferrari were absolutely nowhere. Pierre Gasly. What about him? Well, they said he wouldn't just, replace him mid-season, but he just seems to be getting worse instead of better, right? Silverstone was a good example. Or not, well, I say a good example. It was one of the only examples of him being and showing a bit of potential, a bit of form. But I can't see him lasting the season purely because of Rebels' ethos with previous drivers. It, it seems only fair for someone else to have a shot. If they've got someone lined up, if they don't, then fine, give Gasly the whole season. But... For me, he is nowhere. It's not like he's even close. He's getting lapped again by his teammate. You think that Austria was that time where that can never happen again, you're getting lapped by your teammate, and then for it to happen again four races later. Did you see his qualifying lap no. compared to, say, someone put online, uh, I don't know if you saw it, no, Verstappen versus Gasly yeah. comparison, and within two corners you can tell that He's, He's not got any confidence in the car. Max is so smooth, just turning one movement every time with the steering wheel. And Gasly is fighting, fight, it. wrestling it yeah. into the turns. It's, it's so, so apparent. It's such a strange, strange scenario that I don't think many people saw that this would happen uh, when we came into this season. Uh, at Vidarth17 says, who is the most likely replacement for Gasly at well, this point in time? That's their problem. They don't have any replacements, really. Other Just than the, a promotion. Other than the Toro Rosso boys. And I, again, like, I, there was discussion with Christian Horner about would it be better for Pierre to go... And I think we mentioned it, actually, on a previous podcast. Go back to Toro Rosso, yeah. build up his confidence again, have him in a place where he's comfortable... And where then, the expectation is a lot lower. And then maybe switching back around, but I don't I think... once think, you go, you're done. Well, unless you're well, Kvyat. No, unless you're <laughs> Kvyat. And Kvyat, then, if Kvyat got promoted back up, then that's, that's a message to Gasly to say it's not over But that's the you. thing, Kvyat was nowhere near as slow or as bad as what Gasly is showing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I, that's why I'm concerned. Was a bit, he was a bit more crashy. A bit more crashy, yeah, but Gasly's going slow, so he can't crash. <laughs> well, but slow still is points. Yeah. And crashy is no points, and also having very angry other teams with whoever you've crashed mm. into coming yeah. at you, it which more dilemmas, is yeah, a difficult sure. situation. You don't, you don't really want... You don't want either of them, but at least points are points. I think, so, I think they'll keep him for the end of the year, regardless of his They results. won't replace him. They won't replace him until the end of the year, and then I think Albon will get the seat. Albon? Albon. Yes. I don't think. Trusted. I don't think. I just. Don't, I don't think it. Kvyat works in part of the junior program, and the reason that I don't think they've d- done it mid-season is because Kvyat got that podium. It's thrown a bit of a curveball, but I think Albon has more overall potential, and I think next season they'll when but they. But do, don't you think they, they might feel a bit? bad for Kvyat no 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 oh, right. do you not think they think it'll be another risk because obviously yeah. they risked it with Gasly well no, they didn't really ri- well they didn't have again they didn't have another choice apart from Gasly to put into that uh, seat yeah so again it was a little bit like I, I'm getting the same vibe not the same vibes but similar vibes with Bottas right they had Mercedes had no choice but it to put Bottas late, in that seat late notice Red Bull had no choice but to put Pierre in that seat and whilst both of them are and I will say it both of them are adequate drivers 
like for in Pierre's case, maybe it was, well, I think in both their cases, it was too soon. And they are, I think they will be wary to put another young driver, even though they've got Max, who obviously is young. Yeah. They will be wary to put another young driver into the mix because I think it really stunts their potential. It's completely stunts their potential because one, you're going up against Max Verstappen, which and similarly, Bottas is going up against Lewis Hamilton. You know, these are the two best career drivers. Killers. And career yeah. killers, yeah, you're completely right. It's like Van Dorn with Alonso, yeah. right? Exactly that. And it, I, they're not going to pump all this money into these drivers to bring them into F1 to then just see them die after a season. I so guess I, I would disagree. I don't think they'll do, I I do Albon. I personally disagree that I think that Red Bull, their whole tactic is to just find megastars and they did it with Ricardo as soon as Weber retired they threw Ricardo in there and it worked I guess they, they take threw, the punt don't they, they sometimes the it doesn't work it doesn't sometimes work, it does but when it's not worked for you I think it's about 50-50 right like Verstappen worked Ricardo worked Vettel definitely worked yeah. um, Gasly didn't Kvyat didn't I mean, they're not, a, like, like, they're not risk averse, are they, Red Bull? No. So maybe, maybe you're right. I they, just, they go ham. I, maybe they'd just be more cautious. I get the sense of being more cautious because otherwise they'd have just thrown Gasly out by now, like they did with Kvyat. But they've not. And I think it's because they, they said, one, they it will drive. scare off any other young driver that ever wants to get picked up by Red Bull. Yeah. The, the idea, that pressure, it's like probably one of the most high-pressure jobs in the entire world. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Tommy, you know Red Bull a little better than than I right. do. Well, we can revisit this uh, when you know the end of the season or mid-season, depending yeah. on what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that they'll, they'll What's choose your prediction? Kvyat. They'll choose Kvyat and put him Kvyat. in the seat. I, give, I him, agree, give him Matthew. a second chance. Ooh, um, okay. He's a father. He's a new man. Who knows? Mm. Um, Please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, on to Ferrari now. Let's talk a little bit about Jeez. them. Uh, we've mentioned the the Charles incident, but uh, in general. They were just a little bit, a little bit, very slow. They a little bit, very slow. nowhere. I was correcting myself. Very slow. <laughs> they finished, well, a there's a question the here. JP Barbosa 2001 says, why did Ferrari finish one minute behind the Mercedes car? Why? We want answers. Why? why? Now, we're not, we're not engineers. We're not in the, in the know with Ferrari. But by the looks of things, it just was a track that did not suit their car whatsoever. You know, yeah. they lack downforce. I think Jack Aitken said it in Internet's Best Reactions. You know, they are very much speed reliant. Yeah. They'll do well at tracks like Monza, Spa. And Hungary is all about downforce. It's the opposite. And to what they there need. is nowhere for their speed to be utilized. Did I mean, you were they, nowhere, they were nowhere in Monaco, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. They weren't, anywhere, they weren't anywhere near challenging at the front. And Hungary while. is the Monaco of... The Monaco without buildings the walls, without as buildings, they like to say walls, all the time. Yeah, there is walls. Monaco without walls. Yeah. Is yeah. that is that the, what they say about Hungary? All the time. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. But um, did you see the Autosport headline? No. I sent it to I sent it uh, to yeah. Tommy. Let me see if I can find it. But basically, they, they put like a, an Instagram image up of, um, of one of their headlines that basically just said... Um, <laughs> it was just something like Ferrari successfully adds downforce to the SF90. Right. And it's like... Like you just turn it up on an F1 game. Yeah. Or, or you know... Just get an like, upgrade. <laughs> like they didn't have it before. Yeah. Like success successfully adds downforce. I know... Before it had no it's force. It's just a headline. It, but now it has downforce. Thing. But it just, it really tickled me. And then obviously it didn't work because they had none in uh, in Hungary. So. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just down to that track. Because people will maybe be confused why, you know, 
Ferrari were there in winter testing. You're going to get triggered now. Uh, winter testing, yeah. and you know they were seen to be the team to beat. And can you believe that now going into behind. the summer break and they've not won a race after I can't, after, after, Bar- after Bahrain? After Bahrain if that not still one hurts. That still hurts. Yeah. Whilst we're still talking about Ferrari, uh, Tommy, I hope you're getting ready a particular thing that you need to play uh, because I'm about yes. to announce it. Okay. And, uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a few seconds. Okay. But but Ferrari, um, I mean, yeah, I've run out of Ferrari things to say. I'm just waiting for the jingle. But Interesting, though. I mean, again, the... Um, sorry, just one more point on Ferrari before we get into the jingle. Um, <laughs> that... uh, Ferrari applied the same uh, strategy with Vettel as they did as Mercedes did with Hamilton and it he apart from Vettel went on the softs yes yeah Yeah. softs instead of medium but they were later into the into the race so fewer laps to do on those Vettel only gave him a 5 out of 10 I saw in the uh, post press conference Uh, he only gave him a 5 out of 10 yeah so which means we have to give him like a C but that's that's, that was for the season no that was for the season oh was it that was a season review okay so he's given himself a 5 out of 10 for the season so far what do the others give each other Verstappen refused to rate himself yeah. and Hamilton said 8.8 or 8.9 8.9 I mean, of course yeah. he goes into well, points yeah. Verstappen said it reminds me too much of school which wasn't long ago and then <laughs> oh yeah that was, was it yeah. was that a dig at Hamilton <laughs> we need to yeah we need to get you know if we ever get into a press conference like that we'll just play the ABCDEF1 jingle and then say what would you rate yourself speaking of speaking of the jingle oh god Perfect. There we go. What a beautiful transition. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, so now smooth. it is time for ABC the EF1, and uh, we're going to go in normal team order this, this this time. So let's begin with Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton. How would we rate his performance in the Hungarian Grand Prix? That looks a. like an A's coming out of a. your mouth. An yeah. A, an A, and an a. a. Three A's. Congratulations, Valtteri Bottas. F. Bottas. Oh, wow. D. F. I'm going to go with the D. He had qualified Hamilton, which you've got to give him a little bit of credit His quality, no, yeah, fair. Quali- his quality was And the incident was, was you know, not necessarily his fault. A but, little bit I of I mean, luck. he did, yeah. in terms of what he's meant to do as a Mercedes driver, he completely failed. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with a D. Let's, let's move on from Bottas before uh, he gets killed. Ferrari, Sebastian Vettel. B. B. Yeah, B. Yeah. B. Yeah, he got out-qualified by Charles. And then beat Charles. So B. Nice little move. Yeah, it was wasn't really anywhere, though. I mean, apart I mean, from... Ferrari were no, but... I mean, they were together, yeah, so I guess they were both on similar pace, so... Beat Gasly. Ferrari had no more than C- that I, Maybe I would go for a C. Uh, B. Why? Why a C, Jess? Just because there wasn't really much... <laughs> we didn't see them on the camera. Like, we used to yeah. say this about the midfield. I, we hardly saw Ferrari. Well, because there, like, there was like their own like upper midfield. Yeah. We had, like, Ferrari, the, we had yeah, the top like Formula, guys. Like, 1.5 they were. Yeah, and yeah. And then everyone else was Formula Why 2. Why did you sound like Yoda then? 1.5 they were. 1.5 <laughs> they were. <laughs> <laughs> they were. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like Vettel got a podium. Fine, B. Beat it's got to be Charles. Yeah, right. okay. And Charles Leclerc will go with this. Yeah. C, but then he outqualified Vettel and got beaten yeah, by a, a, he got a beaten superior by him strategy. And, uh, clumsy. Crashed in quali. Crashed in quali. We'll give him a C. C. Uh, and he did crash into Bottas, and I felt like I love, his fault, Have you noticed so. how Charles always talks to, talks to himself in the third person? He gets Come very on, Charles. Come angry on, Charles. Like, Actually, he calls himself Charles. Charles, doesn't he? Yeah. So maybe that's Charles. Maybe, Charles. Yeah. So maybe, Come on, Charles. Maybe uh, we've you've been, been saying it the whole. We all have been saying it the wrong way. It's just my nickname. But Matty, you've been saying it wrong. I'm just. 
passionate, not a fanboy. So I mean, it doesn't really matter. I thought a passionate. Fan Red Bull. Would, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Max Verstappen. A. A. Easy. All, or if he had a one, it would have been an A star. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Pierre Gasly. F. F. Get out. What? No, I'm gonna say to give I'm D? gonna say an F, but oh. I find it weird. Well, okay, yeah, no, he he did do worse than Bottas. F. <laughs> Every <laughs> race is just yeah. not in terms Max of where he a, finished, yeah, but in F. terms of like overall performance. weekend performance. Although he, they were, he was pretty quick in practice. Oh, good. That's where points are scored. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait. That's like saying it was good in winter testing. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. F. <laughs> uh, Renault. Daniel Ricciardo. I feel like Daniel Ricciardo has lost his head a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Why? Um, so he did the unwritten rule of overtaking people behind, uh, you know, when they're queuing to start their qualifying lap. Yeah. So yeah. he uh, overtook, two went people, over, ran the outside, and um, screwed his up. lap, and Perez, understandably, was fuming. Well, no, he stayed in front, didn't he? Perez, Perez accelerated because he didn't expect yeah. him to be going around the outside of him. Uh, accelerated out but it was a ridiculous cue it, to it be was, fair it was a di- ridiculous cue but it's something you're not meant to really do and I feel like without but that happened in was it China the year before or like this year I can't remember Max yeah 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 and he went Max mad got screwed and Max got really annoyed because I actually missed was this right at the end though this was this like limit on the limit or was there time for everyone to I get think the there was time but um, people tight. were backing up yeah. it was tight and he was like screw this I'm going uh, he got very angry at Magnussen as well um he was, you know, giving him the middle finger I mean, at the end of the race. Magnussen was a complete and utter dick. Was, he got a warning was, from race control. He did get. He got a warning from race control to say, "Stop yeah. moving under braking." Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like Ricardo is maybe is does he? need the summer break a Where little bit. To I think he's just mind. maybe even struggling to transition to the fact that he is now not going to be on the podium, and he is in a car that. Is going to be getting yeah. Even though he's even though he's day. banking for 2021 and the new regulation changes, it must he be expected. so. It must be so difficult. One where they are and not even the best of the midfield now, McLaren are, and the fact that Max is already winning races in the Honda. Yeah, he would have been that sold this dream hurt. that Renault would at least have said to him, "We're going to be the best of the rest." Surely, yeah. He I mean, wouldn't have moved otherwise. His, poc- his pockets are lined. At I least. mean, it's, yeah. I'm sure he's not struggling down the supermarket or anything, but. <laughs> Um, at the same time, he's probably as a racer. You know, he doesn't want to be fighting Blumen Magnuson. Magnuson for sixteenth or whatever exactly, it was. So, yeah. uh, let's rate him now, though. Um, he finished fourteenth in the in the end. I'd give him a D. D. Yeah, D, D for Daniel. Yeah. D for Daniel. Nico Hulkenberg. He had power issues. <laughs> uh, where did he finish? Twelfth. Twelfth, because he was running in tenth, I think, before his power unit issues. C. But, yeah, because he, he he kind of like dropped way back, didn't he? There was a moment where I was like, is he? stopping he because he's just yeah. falling down falling down and then managed to at least finish p12 but just again, again like i'm not like a d that's a d for me a d okay i think just like not it's just again like i wouldn't give they just worse as daniel. they just weren't anything that went anywhere yeah it wasn't as bad as daniel c so probably c but ugh, i don't know a it's c minus a c for me is finishing in the points where or did, where did doing Hulkenberg a lot start? with with not a lot. Or where finishing did, fourth in the Ferrari. He started eleventh okay. and finished P twelve. But he had power unit issues, so you kind of have to take that into All account. All right, yeah. yeah. I'll vote it. Has Roman Grosjean didn't finish. Qualified really. ninth. He was running not great. Though. They didn't crash. Mm. They let each other go. Yeah, very proud. Sadly. 
proud moment. Well for done, Gunther. you did your job. Yeah, you let you let each other through. I bet there was a few laps of no, I'm not going to. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, Crofty said a funny thing about crashing Magnuson's reception. Was it something? Was it the way around? Who's getting married? Uh, well, Grosjean's already married, so I'm so guessing Magnuson. Yeah, yeah and, and Crofty made a joke about Grosjean coming in and crashing his crashing his Madison's wedding reception it was Crash actually quite wedding. well well delivered and people were laughing but i didn't laugh i guess you uh, had, i guess you had to be there yeah you had to be there or listening or whatever and you were <laughs> listening in hungarian so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, i had no no chance Ra- roman grosjean oh. d- 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 it's really hard to great uh, which we say every week we're like just we haven't seen any of these people we're just literally basing we it just on need qualifying an Grosjean. extra letter for anonymous <laughs> midfield drive <laughs> so just for the 14 and for yeah. Williams Williams get their own uh, one although not maybe not this week so no uh, Kevin Magnussen uh, where did he finish he finished 13th See. they are just nowhere they're just uh, don't they have the same car as Australia or something they're saying uh, that they don't have Grosjean is driving the same spec as Australia Magnussen's driving something that's really the, inconsistent the he said really uh, new, the new, with all the new updates and they're just changing all the time and like, he said uh, it like switches between even sessions well, have you, did you notice that Magnussen just banged in a P4 lap in Q1 yeah and then P3 I think it was uh, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and then and then he was no 15th. and then got knocked out yeah. in the next session. They're so inconsistent. It's insane. Yeah, I wonder how long, how much longer they're going to survive. It's a bit sad, really. Yeah. I th- well, talking of silly season, I think Grosjean's out. I would be surprised if either of them... I think they'll probably keep hold of Magnussen, but I think Grosjean's gone. Yeah, I do as well. And mm. so what they were saying is... So in terms of the moving... Not to jump into silly season... Are we doing a bit on silly season? Uh, no. no. No, go on. Um... I guess that was kind of my, my section to cover. But yeah, that's right. Soz, guys. Don't worry. Um, Do it now. So what they're saying is, so obviously the, the, the seats that are up for contention are Ocon. Ocon has been promised a seat for 2020. Now, where does he fit? Obviously, he's a Mercedes driver. So if Bottas comes out, then Ocon will probably slide in. Um, to the DMs, yeah. <laughs> So what they're also saying, Nico Hulkenberg, his contract's up for a nil. Would they... And the So last year, they thought Ocon was going to Renault before Ricardo yes. yeah. swooped in. Yeah. So yeah. Ocon could potentially go and take Hulkenberg's seat if Hulkenberg doesn't re-sign for next year. Or he could go to the Haas seat if Grosjean gets kicked out because Haas won a good driver. Yeah. So they're saying that Ocon could either end up in the Mercedes, the Renault or the Haas seat as long as somebody drops out. Mm. And I think of all those people likely to drop out, Grosjean. it's Grosjean. Yeah. That's Ocon's, Ocon's going to be the sort of first move that when he gets his seat, everything will start to change. Yeah. You know that? But we, for break. that to happen, we need someone to be announced to be leaving. Yeah. I just yes. want him to get a seat. Don't care where he goes. Could be the Williams. Just... To be fair, Robert Kubica. They've already so may, Mercedes have already well already ruled out Russell moving to Mercedes. So if Bottas goes, it's, it's Ocon's seat. Yeah, um, but if Bottas doesn't go, and, and as you say, all the other teams don't move either, then Williams. I don't think Kubica will hang around potentially. No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe depends on money, doesn't it? Really depends on money. They've got but, a lot of sponsorship. I mean, could it's you see? Good. Could you see? Would Bottas go back to Williams? God no. Not would, a chance. would Bottas go to Haas? Bottas would go and do rally driving or something. I could. See, do you tough. know what? A part of me could see <clears throat> Bottas at Haas. Bottas Haas. Bottas. Not yeah. because they rhyme, but anyway. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Just so. Um, I think that's 
<coughs> Everybody else is pretty much signed, sealed, right? Yep. Um, locked down. Or, you know, it wouldn't make sense for anybody else to switch around. I don't know. Ocon takes Perez's seat at Racing Point. Oh, um, no, nah, okay, he, brings, he brings way too much money. That's true, actually, yeah. Right, let's continue with ABC, the EF1. McLaren, Carlos signs a... a. I, I w- Whoa, were you about to say an A star? Or a B? It's close, A star. I it's think close it's close to an A star. star. It's, it's very close. close. Where did he qualify? He, he, he qualified eighth and he finished P5. He finished ahead of Gasly and again... Where did Lando qualify? Does uh, the TV Lando director... Lando was P7. Yeah, no, he, he didn't yeah, have qualify okay. his teammates. Eight. Eight. But can we just say, does the TV director not like Carlos Sainz? Oh, it's ridiculous. Because it? apparently he held Gasly off for the entire race, yeah. pretty much. He was talking about it on his Instagram afterwards, saying, no one Why? saw it, but it was really Why good. Why do they not show him? I don't get it. I wonder, like, does, does, is the people doing race direction just not F1 fans? Like, just don't understand what F1 fans want to watch. I just want to watch wheel to I don't care if it's because, the midfield. Well, they, watch, they, they show us Magnuson and Lippin Ricardo battling, don't they? The and most in, annoying yeah, thing when Hamilton was taking three seconds oh, a lap out of Verstappen. And, and I nothing. was on our Twitter going, uh, no one's mentioned this, but Hamilton six seconds, Hamilton three seconds, three. Hamilton behind. 1.5 He's in DRS, and we're still, <laughs> we're still not, not seeing, seeing him. Yeah. It was crazy. And that's for the lead. Yeah. Normally, yeah, it's like midfield battle. Yeah, As we've said before, lot, let's be go desired. try and be F1 TV directors for a race and see how it goes. Well, I tell yes. you, they let, they let me in the steward's office at the weekend. Oh, did you that's ask? That's why no decisions were made. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't there for any of them. <laughs> Just let it off. It's sharp. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> Matt would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Matt's for you. <laughs> yeah. um, you were the guest steward. Right. I w- no, I wasn't. No. I didn't actually do any stewarding, just to make that clear. Okay. Right. I just I this was, was on the fri- Friday, was it? Or Saturday. Saturday. So I went in nice. just before quali, and then they let me. Well, no, uh, I, w- I was there just before quali. Nice. Um, so I got to see how everything works. works. Um, and they actually brought up the uh, Canada incident, showed me the case files for the Canada Ooh, incident. Spicy. So they showed me all the onboards they had. They showed me Karin all Chandok's of the... analysis. Karin Chandok's analysis. Um, <laughs> and then they showed me the telemetry, which obviously is what changed the yeah. opinion. So yeah, that was all really... Sorry, slight, fascinating. Slight, no, slight, fascinating stuff. But yeah, I was, semi, I was semi-treated like a steward at the weekend, which Ooh. was kind of cool. Lando Norris, McLaren. Got See? screwed by. Yeah, he got screwed he by that pit stop. Yeah, because I think he would have fin- he would have finished, finished had sixth had it not been for the yeah, pit stop, and that's absolutely not his fault. Yeah, and he was driving pretty well up until that point. He was, and he and he went around really the good qualifying. He had some really cool battles. Yeah, so he a, showed a, he was he was proper proper aggressive this this race. So that was not cool to see. The milkman B. gets a B. All right, uh, racing point Sergio Perez. Yeah, tough one. B. Where did he finish? He finished 11th. 11th. He nearly got in the points. Fair play. Yeah, in that absolute dog of a car. So, um, B. Let's go B. Lance Stroll. He was nowhere. He finished 17th. A very interesting thing that I looked up, which I did not realise, is that Lance Stroll is beating Sergio Perez in the championship. 18 to 13. Yeah, he got Mad that. Ting. Yeah, but that's because he got, that, he got that high, pay, high up in Germany. Pace. It in don't Germany. matter. He beating his teammate in the championship. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, but... Consistency wise, that will that will soon <laughs> drop off. He'll drop off unless he starts beating. That to be fair, again, well, that's Perez why needs I to get the points though. In, in our preseason video, I said Lance Stroll will get beaten by Perez most of the season, but we'll have a few standout performances. You did actually Germany. say that. He does just hey Matt. 
But Do you actually know what you're uh, talking about? Okay. No. No, I just looked into <laughs> that one. Um, okay, so Lance Stroll, we're going to go with the C. C. C, sure. Uh, C, because we didn't if, see him. Alfa Romeo. No, D, sorry, D. 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 Okay, D. D. Yeah. Sure, yeah. D. Okay. Alfa Romeo, Kimi Raikkonen. Uh, B or an A, I'd finish? give him. Seven? He finished seventh. seventh. Yeah, he, he and is they an had, absolute god in that yeah, machine. Yeah. Alfa Romeo had no pace this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. None. And he finished P7. I'd give him that an A. That man is a god. A. Let's go with A. Yeah. Antonio Giovanazzi. F. What did he finish? 18th. Whoa. He got damaged at the start, but... I don't care. F. He, he got, got in the bin. He got squi- Not, I mean, I really do like you, Giovinazzi, but this performance it wasn't has a been good, It wasn't a good race for him at all. Toro Rosso, Daniel Kvyat. C. C. Yeah. C. Alex Alban. B. 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 He finished in the points. Yeah, it's a good drive from him. Did Alban, Alban finish, uh, beat Kvyat in the end? Yeah, he did. He finished P10 and Kvyat finished P15. <clears throat> but that's, that was strategy call. Cool. Yeah. Daniel, uh, Alban was on a completely different strategy from Kvyat and uh, yeah. it worked in his favour. Oh, nice. Okay, Alban B then. Williams, George Russell. I'm going to give him a, a solid B. Sorry. A star. For his qualifying. He didn't he over, he finished had ahead a couple of, of overtakes. He finished ahead of Lance Stroll oh, yes. and Giovinazzi on pace. He lapped Kibitza. Well, he was, a, he was Kibitza, almost no. a lap ahead was, in terms of yeah, when they I finished. Think it was 33 seconds, I um, believe. He was 0.05 or something from making yeah, from Q2. Q2. That, in a Williams, is okay, unbelievable. A. I, yeah, I, I would take, take an A. But yeah, okay. I think it's, he's, he's pushing A star. He's like star. You're like doing science. well, George. You didn't get it this time, but maybe next Keep time. Keep trying. Yeah. Just, you've got to get a podium. A Robert Kubica, D. Yeah, it just wasn't really D. anywhere. Yeah, he's last. Okay, let's move on to what our predictions for Hungary were. Ha ha. Gasly Ooh. will beat Verstappen in the race, was my first one. Incorrect. Well, Yikes. I mean, it was in uh, front of him. What? In terms no, of he stop. was lapped. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Uh, okay, so zero. Kubitz will finish 30 seconds behind Russell, which is actually true. I remember looking at the intervals and it was about 32, 33 seconds. So I was Russell. correct. So that is a big fat point for me. Jess, your two? Only one Mercedes on the podium. Yeah. Point. Correct. And Charles DNF. Zero. zero. <laughs> Pop that. I'm going to write that zero. Go on oh, then. God. I've, go I've, for I've it. completely ruined that. The, there we go. Let's put that in right there. Big on it in bold. Put it in bold. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> uh, Tommy, your two. Uh, Verstappen will win the race again and there'll be over-ambitious talk about him being a title challenger. Zero. Nope. Half a you're point. Not no, you're not getting point. half a point. You literally he, didn't win. He was five laps from winning the race and he's having talks of being a title challenger. Which I I'm very happy about. Yeah, definition. I'm really happy, but I'm also happy you get zero. Uh, half you a get, point. You get zero points. Half I mean, a point for getting it wrong? Absolutely not. Oh, God. I wish I'd never given you those two points. You put no, and, point. not and or. Yeah, if you'd have put, oh, if you'd yeah, have put, if you'd put and or, or there'll be over and we'll just talk about me and a title you, challenger. You played yourself, Tommy. Yeah, you played yourself. Lando will finish fourth is your second one. You picked the wrong McLaren. I know. And that, I told again, him that, that before the race as well. Wrong McLaren. To Carlos fourth. didn't finish fourth. No, but he was closer. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> if, if Lando had finished fifth, that would have been half a point. Smooth up. Right, yeah. Okay, so Lando finished fourth. Zero. Uh, I think we're actually very all very close. I think Jess may have just taken the lead. Uh, we need to get that uh, little tally uh, yeah. for the next podcast. Fans, uh, MUFC underscore Jakes underscore Darts says both of de- uh, Renault's to DNF again. No. Nope. Lafayman says Verstappen will finally get pole. Yes. What a shout that was. That was a very good shout. And uh, rain again, please, from Darkened. Yes. yes. Uh, it rained no, during... It rained, it rained on Friday. Didn't specify. Fair. See that's how that's how you get points, Tommy, by yeah, not I mean, making it specific. Jess is the, is I'm the queen the of that. You are queen the queen of that. that. <laughs> Mercedes will race next week. I know. <laughs> next week, I oh, failed. Not, uh, 
<laughs> nice. Uh, predictions yes. for Belgium. Uh, okay. So my two, Crofty will correct people on where Orouge slash Radion actually is. Um, <laughs> There'll be some reference. I can't, to Tommy. Can I just say I cannot wait for Spa. It's my karma, and for isn't you it? to be inundated with messages with messages tags. about Radion. Because I tell you what, I have had nothing but tags and messages and everything just being on Eat Week. Can I just say, I love uh, that someone tagged you in a... like football are now saying it's match week. It's It's match match week. week. That's incredible. Get in the bin, football. Yeah. My second prediction, Ferrari will be within two tenths of pole. Ferrari will finally be somewhere near the front. Yeah, Ferrari will be within two tenths of pole, but not actually get pole. And you think that because yeah. it's a speed track and yes. interesting? Yes, I think it'll be okay. close, but it won't. They won't be close enough. Mercedes will still get pole probably. But I'm not putting that in my prediction. Just so you know, Jess, your two. Um, my first one is we'll see a ballsy overtake through Blanchemont. Now, what class is ballsy? Because I feel like that's a very unmeasurable term. Well, like just any just overtake, any overtake of Blanchemont. Any overtake of Blanchemont. But I th- I'm adding ballsy because it's ballsy to do an overtake through Blanchemont. Okay, Definitely. so it's and more of just a I descriptive word. Okay. Because so obviously Max is fam- famous. I think it was 2015 he went round the outside of Blanchemont. You're the stat man. Max fanboy. Yes, 15. Sure. Ran Nasser, Felipe Nasser in the Salba. He practiced it on a video game before he but did so the move. That's my point. We've got, we've got young drivers now that all play video games that yeah. are all going to go, I know the line through Blanchemont okay. to get that done. So nice. that's why I'm saying it. And I'm, that's why I'm not saying Max. It could be anybody. Anybody. Um, and I don't think we'll have a clean session all weekend. Well, when the young drivers uh, end up upside down at Blanchemont. Because they tried to go through Blanchemont. <laughs> but also, uh, it's Spa, so it's gone rain. FP1, FP2, FP3 qualifying and Q1, Q2, Q3 or just qualifying? Uh, I'll take Q1, Q2, Q3. Yeah. You reckon FP1, FP2, FP3, oh, Q1, no, no, Q2, Q3, Q3 and the race are all going to be Everyone's dirty? Everyone's going to crash. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll let you or have we'll just have qualifying. we'll have rain where people can't do we'll it have, properly. So FP1, FP2, FP3, no, qualifying, use, qualifying and the race. Specified. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow it. We have yeah. specified. Tommy, yeah. you're two. Uh, Vettel will be on pole but won't win the race. Okay. Okay. Actually, there was an interesting stat. Um, only, what was it? Seven races have been won by the person not on pole so far this season. This season. Oh, so quite a lot. So quite Just a lot. Bottas exactly. has started on pole for most of them. Yeah, and exactly. I was about to swear. And uh, <laughs> balls is it up. <laughs> this I'm is getting to the end of the pole. Balls it up. Okay, and second one. Perez will be best of the rest. <laughs> Good one. Let's write a zero in there yeah, right now. Yeah, let's write now. a zero no, in there nice. right now. You will, okay, you will be in. surprised. Fans, Levicious X, wet qualifying. Well, CVC. duh, it's Spa. Yeah, exactly. It's a very safe bet. That's a Jess uh, prediction, that is. CFC no. underscore Craig. Signs will overtake Gasly in the Drivers' Championship. That's Possible. Actually, that's a good one. Yeah. And Fathan Askar, turn one crash after lights out. So lap one. Oh, so they're, go- they're going for the... Because last year, obviously, there was the Charles incident. I like the way they specified after lights out. Not before. Not before. Yeah. Didn't Maldonado Maldonado when you uh, when there was the big 2012 crash with Grosjean, but Maldonado jumped the start on pretty much the third light. It was amazing. (laughs) You should watch it. It's so good. Oh my god. I miss you. I miss you. Right. uh, We've also had some very exciting news, which has uh, come out recently. We uh, have of our of our acquisition um, with Dennis Publishing. Yes. So we've had a couple of questions. So we thought we would basically outline what it means and uh and what's gonna 
be happening yeah. basically so Ethan Football F1 says what is Dennis Publishing and why have they acquired WTF1 I love that why have they acquired why WTF1 acquired, acquired. Uh, Jess you're the head of WTF1 why don't, why don't you cover this one wow okay yeah throw it in so um, Dennis Publishing is a rather large publishing house in the UK um, and they've got titles uh, a lot of automotive titles like Evo Auto Express um, and Car Buyer which are all massive great big automotive titles but they are um they're very much looking to move away from print um, only and move very much into digital. And they basically see us, as along with Car Throttle, who is our sister and parent company, um, that we are the experts in social content in our industries. So very much want to... I think the, 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 the main bullet point is that business is as usual like nothing really will change um the 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 main thing is is we we're still going to be wtf1 you're still going to see us it's still going to be unfortunately yeah you're still going to be stuck with matty um and tommy and me and dan and everybody else that works behind the scenes at wtf1 but the the main thing is is it gives us so much more resource um that means that tommy can finally have a day off Yep. No. Um, <laughs> and we can we can just do more of what we want to do because I think the the main thing is is like we we do so much with not a lot, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know if a lot of people realise quite how much it takes to do what. So when people uh, ask about the podcast and say like why why is it taking so long and don't realise that you've done we've got like Internet Best Reactions today exactly yeah. we've all got our own jobs to do exactly we're all doing that. this and then we have. Got to take two hours out to sit and do this. Yeah, exactly. The whole WTF one has been run by what six people for exactly. quite some time now, and that's not just that; it's the website and everything else. So absolutely. But I think the the main, the really important thing is, is that the reason they bought us is because they love what we do and how we do it, and our mentality will never change. We want to bring fans of motorsport um, and new fans of motorsport the best entertainment that we possibly can. And I think this gives us an amazing opportunity to be able to just go that next level where we maybe were held back a little bit before, just just purely because of our size and scale and resource. So we're massively excited. Um, I think all of the, our fans should be massively excited because what it's hopefully going to give us is just the opportunity to just do bigger and better things. Um, Onwards and so, upwards. Yeah. Onwards and yeah. upwards. Yeah, I think that sums it up pretty well. Um, I think, the, the, yeah, the key point, as Jess says, is that we will never change who we are. We're WTF1, we and uh, the reason why you watch what we do is because you love what we do, and that's not going to change. So, I thought uh, that was going to be your sign. I'm like, why the hell are you still here? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have uh, some very exciting content very, very soon, and that well, kind of brings us to the end of podcast absolutely yeah um got a new karting series coming out uh, in the summer break so get ready for that that should be good fun with jack aitken and, and listen uh, to our uh, audio only podcast and that time went that that time when so like motorsport unusual races and all that kind of stuff that we yep. talk about so uh, yeah. we're, we're not we're on, not on uh, summer break no, the, no. The team's this is, this is usually break. when it's even more busy. We're we're like, now, what do we talk about? So uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for watching, everybody, and uh, we'll see you in three weeks' time for the Belgian Grand Prix. Bye. Bye. Bye.